the American Theatre Wing and the New York Public Library for the Performing Arts bring you the American Theatre Wing's Guide to Careers in the Theatre. This session, The Dancer. Hello, I'm Ted Chapin with the American Theatre Wing, and with me today is Donna McKechnie, dancer, singer, actor, a legend, can I say that? Well, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. <laughs> they sound so old. No, 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 no. no. You, you, I'm still dancing. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, I, we, we do want to talk about, about dancers primarily, and I do want to get course. later on to, to the fact that, that, that dancers are, by their very nature, especially these days, actors as well. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about, about dancers. If somebody wants to be a dancer, um, let's start at training. Is training necessary, needed? Absolutely. And I was thinking on the way over here, you know, one of the, you know, I started in 1959, 58, 59. My first show was How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. And uh, I had very good training in Detroit, Michigan. And, and that was a long time ago, but certain fundamental things never change for dancers. And, and the first on the list is training. And the second would be um, health and care and maintenance. Yeah. Did, did you take ballet or jazz? Or yes, everything. And you say, and everybody should take everything possible. I I, I believe so. I mean, some dancers, as they grow up, they have their kids. They some are inspired as children. Most are, I think, and then they uh, they have an affinity for certain kinds or a style or whatever their personality dictates. But I think, as if you want a career, and if you get to that point where you begin as a you have a professional job, by that time, um, if you have it, you have to branch out and study all things. Uh, and ballet technique is the most important because that will keep you, um, you know, primed and oh, and ready for anything. You know, you can you can um, make a um, a transition. From but you ballet. have the fundamental uh, classic training to you can make the adjustments easier. From from ballet, I believe so. Yeah. And In fact, every dancer I know, they do a show. They they get very busy, and when they ever need to get back into prime shape, they always go back to ballet class. That's Not tap or acrobatics or jazz. Do the other classes come along in various parts of the career because of need, or or do you do you have to decide pretty early on that you're going to have tap in the repertoire, for example? Well, personally speaking, I um, I loved to dance when I was young, so I wanted to learn everything. I was lucky because I had very good teachers in in the suburbs of Detroit, um, and there are wonderful teachers all over the country. As you know, you know the caravans travel, and the Chiquetti Council promotes conventions and everything. And and uh, if if you have a good teacher, they will encourage you know this to to branch out and and uh, and have if you, go, if you study in a big school where they have access to all different kinds of teachers, then it's uh, um, it's available. And most dancers really. Want it. I mean, if you if you don't have it and you make a transition, as many dancers have started in ballet, um, and you get to New York, then you have to cover ground by being able to take those opportunities and work for different choreographers, because then you learn how to dance in different ways through the the choreography that you learn for the show. But it's better if you get a background before you come to New York, I think. And and is is dance training something, the earlier you start, the better, or can you Not pick it up? Not um, necessarily. Well, there are people that are really experts at this, that really know the body, um, the, the, a child growing up. Uh, I think the general age is like eight or nine. 
you know, those, those small little bones, you know, <laughs> you don't want to, you know, put those little babies on point shoes at three, which some schools do, you know, it's, that's, a, that's terrible, you know, they, they, uh, they need to grow up and, and grow and be healthy and, and then start, uh, because dancing, um, well, is a very unnatural thing to do. Explain. In, in that you, you are forcing the body into, and it's all line, and so you're at a very early age, um, you're training your body to do things that aren't, aren't meant to be, turn out, you know, uh, you have to change your, your, your structure in a way. And you have to be old enough to be able to tolerate it and then, and, and be, um, you know, go back into a normal, And also understand, you know, it. I would imagine, understand what it is that you're doing. Yes, and, and as soon as you can, if you don't understand it, um, I really believe in dancers initiating their, you know, their learning, uh, learning, uh, there's, and being informed about um, the body, even taking anatomy classes, um, that's, um, a, that's an interesting reading about notion. it. It's very important. I wish I had, you mm -hmm. know, because, you know, you grow up and, especially if you have good training and you're good and you have this, uh, you know, facility, I used to think that, oh, you don't need to warm up all the time. You just, you know, and jumps will always happen, you know, and, you know, and they don't. And then uh, when dancers are injured, even at a young age, they have, that, that's, that's when they start learning about how to take care. And that's, that's a having, shame that it happens that way. Having made a mistake and then having to backtrack you know. a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel that, um, that the ballet discipline at an early age it, it, it is a good thing to set up for jazz? And is jazz equally important to ballet? Or, or? I, I believe so. I believe all forms of dance. I mean, Jack Cole was the father of our Broadway dance, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and references some of the kids today. I don't even know if they know Jack Cole, but, but that so was I, it's important for me to say that name. Well, good. No, no. And, and when you were growing up, he was, he, was he the one who he was, was Broadway, the, the dancers were interested in what he was doing? Well, he was the father of it all in that he integrated all of those authentic and I underline that yeah. word, authentic dances, that he really studied um, the East Indian, um, the Afro-Cuban, um, all the, he, he, he was such a, um, well, he, he was a student of, of dance all the time, but he was also a great teacher and a great mentor. And his, he created such excitement by translating, going over the, from the classic interpretation of these um, cultures, really, it was uh, uh, gathering all these the cultures of dance, and then putting it, uh, funneling it through our um, musical theater expression, and it was very exciting at that that period. And when he had, um, of course, Gwen Verdon at mm -hmm. his side, and uh, they were in Holly the Hollywood Years, and and he developed his dance style in their cabaret shows and. And then Broadway, you know, it was, it was a very, and so as a young dancer, I looked up to him. I always wanted to work with him, but um, all the dancers and choreographers at that time and directors were under his influence. You know, they, they passed on that, um, and that's kind of how, where I came in, that, 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 bridge, that bridge between Jack Cole and, and Jerome Robbins. And the others. And is he, so he, w what he did for the for the Broadway musical theater dance was to amalgamate all the different styles as and Martha Graham did for modern you know uh, our American um, modern dance he did for Broadway 
Do you feel that people today there have access to the same source material that he had, or are we now learning from what Jack Cole did well, and starting like from Well, it's like Matt there? Maddox, who, who passed on that, you know, who, who still teaches. And, uh, and, and you'll get that, that kind of, if not the authentic, that, that Jack Cole, he had a whole series of exercises that referred to these, uh, uh, all these many cultures and dance. And it's a warm-up. It's a it's a way to warm up. And our and the jazz classes, as I knew growing up with June Taylor Studios right. and Variety <laughs> Arts, remember that? Yes, yes. And Minskoff, yep. you know, you'd get these great teachers like Jay Norman, Timmy Everett. Um, I'm trying to think of all the jazz teachers. Uh, Luigi. They were all exponents from, uh, you know, from Jack Cole. And, and there's a whole series. So th the reference is still there. But he had a whole process. He had a whole series of, of... He developed a technique, um, a warm-up, a way to actually study this technique to take it to the, the performing art, you know, the stage. How interesting. Performance. I, and it's still very much present today. And are there people teaching his technique in New York now? They're all... It's, it, or have they taken you see the influence more than the technique. I mean, I, I remember going to a class in mathematics, you know, and I studied with mathematics, which was, you know, like studying with Jack Cole, and the, everything would be here. That, so everything was isolated, and you could see the hands. And I did that in a class the other day, and, and the teacher said, oh, I like that. Where'd you get that move? <laughs> and I, you know, I told like, him. learn, learn. And, you know, because they were doing their hands somewhere else. But it's like, it was a, it's a very good way to keep the line and keep the isolation uh, focused. Now, interesting, when you just do that r right now, I see, I see an actor there. I mean, I, I see something that's not just a step and not just a movement. Do you feel... It's vocabulary, yeah. But uh, do you feel um, that th there is a time in a dancer's life where, by, by dint of something, they learn that it's more than just steps? Uh, well, yes, hopefully, of course, because you can't have a career without, you know, having that knowledge in your muscles, you know, in your brain, in your heart, you know. Um, that's the thing I love so much about theater dance, is that uh, integrity of everything um, pulling together. I mean, even in, in the classical, the ballet companies, uh, the, the dancers that become the soloists are the ones that have the integrity of and uh, the dancer's spirit that not it just doesn't there are no just steps I mean even right. in classical ballet there are no it's not just steps you know there's there's great um, storytelling and the demands on the actor in the dancer is, is, is very prevalent, and that's what makes the ballet stars. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. Do, are, are there teachers who get who understand that better than others, or is that something that's sort of born in you? Well, I think if you're lucky, I think it, it's intuitive, too. I, I mean, I, it's hard. I'm trying to think in a personal way about it. I always um, thought of myself as an actress, even when I was a kid, because the dance, it was never the movement that uh, engaged me. It, it was the music. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, Marvin Hamlish wrote a song about that. <laughs> right, yes, he did. <laughs> and yes. I believe that. <laughs> yes, right. It was always the music that, 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 that struck a chord in me. And uh, it would create, my imagination would be stimulated, and I would envision beautiful places and beautiful dance partners. And, and, and then when I was taken to, the, to see uh, the classical ballet, Giselle, I think, in Swan Lake, I was just, you know, that's all I dreamt of. Um, and it was, uh, so that was a, a beginning, but I would create stories and act them out. So the interpretive power through movement was 
more important to me than just the movement. It, well, it, it, and it's one of the things I have to say, I will never forget the dance and company, which was an isolated dance and a show that didn't really have dance dance in it. It was, right, it was a lot of right. movement and you did one dance that was not only riveting, but it was unlike anything that had gone all, all, on all night and you right. couldn't help but realize, wait a minute, she's telling, this is a story she's telling us. Oh, I, thank yeah. you, yeah. Was, well, that's, I mean, that's, well, by that time, you're working with Harold Prince, Stephen Sondheim, Michael Bennett. Right, you're not with slouches. And Wally Harper and, you know, no. So, and, and there was trouble on the road, you know, but, but the, these things don't just Come out happen overnight. because everyone's so good. But, you know, but, but uh, it's dances, you brought a point to mind that yeah. dance is abstract. And, you know, working with Bob Fosse as well as Michael Bennett or any of those wonderful director-choreographers, um, it's very important to have a point of view. Um, every actor who studies acting knows what that is. Right. When you personalize and you have a point of view and you play the intention. It's the same thing with dance. All of the, they may not have um, instructed as they were choreographing the number, they may not have said those words, those acting terms, but it was inherent in the, in the way that they would uh, teach you the choreography. So in theory... Or develop it with you. You know, what if... And you'd say, well, well, what's going on here? But everybody starts with, what is it about? Mm -hmm. In one sentence. That's, that's so and interesting. And dancing is abstract as it is. You know, it was like a painting that, you know, that number in a way. It was, it was not what it seemed to be. And how do you tell us... You know, but yet we had to score it like a scene with a beginning, a middle, and an end, so it pays off. And then beat to beat, it had to say, you know, it was... Did, did you find in your early career that there were choreographers who were not interested in what your, your point of view was and, and wanted just oh, to... Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is, that, is that something that you would recommend well, you, young people not, sort of clamming up? Or, you're or? hired to do a job. And you, you go the first, you know, if, you're, if someone hires you because of the way you dance or what you did at the audition, you go ready to work and follow what their, their lead, you know. You're not the choreographer. But if you're spoiled a little, like I was with, with certain choreographers <laughs> like Michael Bennett, right. um, who was, you know, was exceptional that way, he really worked in a collaborative way. But also, you met Michael as as a da dancing right, together. Right. So obviously, right. you know he he you know you partnered together, right? Right, right, right. Um, but then when um, and a choreographer that I've I've always admired and and I still do, he's no longer with us. Um, Ron Field mm -hmm. was was terrific. So when I worked for Ron, you know I would I all of a sudden I started dancing as he started choreographing as I did with Michael. I would start moving behind him, and he, it would drive him crazy. He said, just stop it. When I can do it, when I do it, figure it out, then you can do it. So you have to, you, you have to keep a flexibility. To, and I to had to, you know, yes, and, but I also had to respect what, you know, instead of going away pouting, you know, I had to respect that I was there to work with this choreographer, and, and this is the way he worked. You have to be flexible, and you have to bring... Fosse um, would go home and do all his homework, it was incredible. Um, he would come and everything would be said. I remember rehearsing little finger and eye movement, you know, right. as choreography. But it, it's, it's exciting in another way is that then with all the structure and all the, the, the work that he's laid out, everything, I think Susan Stroman works this mm -hmm. way too. Um, then you come in and then the, the, the challenge for the dancer is to do all this. But make it your own. But instead of a robot, right. 
and bring, because that's why you're hired, because of the way you dance, which means more than the, um, you know, just, the bravura just, of dancing, yeah. but the, your personality. Let's talk about auditions and getting your, getting your first job. Now, you, you came oh, to New York. my favorite thing. Well, <laughs> should we skip <laughs> over this? <laughs> I'd love to, but no, it's a, it's a, it's a you, hardcore and, reality. Yeah, and, and how, how do you get your first? I mean, if you come to New York today, for example, how would you, you get... Well, let's see. Hmm. Or how did you and then... Yeah. Well, I, I think certain things are the same. Although, I think dancers are treated a little more respectfully now. I believe so, in most cases. It's good to hear. I think so because, um, because of equity and o over the years. I mean, when Chorus Line, even... Uh, I love the fact that they put... Um, that Michael wanted and called us all kids because that's what we were called. In chorus line. Yeah, because that's what dancers were called. Right. And so, boys over here, girls over here. We were boys and girls, right. as opposed to the singers and the actors. Interesting. And it does. It's a, it's a subliminal message that you take in, if you don't realize it and don't understand it, and that other people, you know... A slightly uh, demeaning. Yes. And the, hard, the longest hours, the least paid. And, you know, that's one of the... That's why Michael created... The show, in part, because it, he loves dancers so much. Most dancers love dancers, and most choreographers love dancers, because they see that uh, that heart and that hard work. And he, that was his Valentine to mm -hmm. them. So I think now it's a little different because it, it, it's wonderful when you can see a show about dancers and then learn something like that and go, oh yeah, they're not. They're, you know, That's it's kind of demeaning. And so I think there's more respect now. And when you started, scale was 160. I think so. Yes. And scale today is 1,220 dollars. Uh, something we're told. like so that. So at least it's 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 right. better. But, but classes are more expensive. Yes, they used living. to be 250. <laughs> and how much are That's they today? That's two dollars and fifty cents. As opposed to 12. Uh, well, still it's a better ratio, I guess. No, but that's that, that's pretty good. Do you, do you still do you go to class? Oh yes. Do you yes. teach? I do. Uh, when I when I tour and, and, and do concerts in, in my show, um, I, I look forward to any chance I can to do a master class. I, I try to teach um, a class that I developed at HB Studios in New York, called Musical Theater Performance, uh, where it covers auditions, um, and it, it, I work with dancers, singers, and actors. Um, and what I try to do with a few basic exercises and, and just discussion and creating a safe place for them is to uh, integrate all these things. So they, so total theater is something they, that is not intimidating. In other words, um, I remember it's different now that you do, like you say, you have to do everything. Chorus line, you know, re reaching, far reaching, many, like 23 countries over the last 25 years, 20 years, I don't know. Um, it was like a little university. I always appreciated that, that people, uh, dancers, boys and girls, <laughs> Men um, and women. would have, would, would, if they got that show and they toured, they would become better dancers and singers and actors because they were so specialized, those roles. And um, that's what you have to do today. It's interesting, HB Studios is not a studio known for dancers, so I think that right there is an indication that it's a place of actors, Right, and, and that's where I studied. Yeah. With oh, Uta Hagen and Herbert directed me in my first little workshop there. And then mm. I, when I teach there, I love it because it's a very, they're still, it's the most noble school. They still charge practically the same, okay. you know, and students come from all over the world there, you know. Um, but yes, and what I love about them is that 
they, my soapbox is that musical theater, American musical theater, is an art form. It's one of the wonderful things that we've developed in this uh, country in a short history. And that's why it's there at HB, because with all their serious drama, drama <laughs> you know, and classical theater, it's there because they, that's how they view it also. And so it's very important to give people um, a preparation for auditions where you have to do everything. Were, were yeah. you dancing on Broadway when you started classes with with uh, Uta Hagen at HP? Yeah, yeah. See, I think that's I think that's great. So the, what it, you knew that it was an important. I knew right? I knew that um, my first show, um, How to Succeed. Uh, you know, I thought that's you just got a show every year, and work <laughs> with these kind of, like Frank Lesser and you know and A. Burroughs and. They all had a new show every and year. And Bob Fosse. And Gwen Verdon was our dance captain. She was a great star then, but she, that's what she loved to do. She helped Bobby get you know. All of us and together. Did Matt Maddox also choreograph that show? Or no, Hugh no, Lambert. Hugh, Hugh Lambert. I knew there right. was a co-choreographer. Right, was right, there. right. Um, but anyway, yeah. uh, what am I? I That's right. No, I want to. Very uh, important. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's, that's great. I wanted to pick up on you talked about um, Gwen Verdon being the dance captain of How to Succeed. Right. And she was a star at the, in those days, and she had between show between yeah, starring in Broadway shows. She was, shows, she was married was to Bob Fosse. Right at the time where they were. She the loved being the assistant. She was to Jack Cole. She was to you know what I mean. She, she loved working. She loved the means. She loved the, the being process. The mentor. Yes. What is a dance captain? How can you define what that role is? Well, a dance captain, you know, takes the notes and keeps the Bible, as it were, um, of all the choreography. And then when the choreographer leaves to do another show, um, the dance captain is there either in the show, uh, in the in the ensemble. Or watching the show every night um, and and making sure it stays clean and focused and that the dancers are doing the the right choreography and if there are any problems the dance captain is there. Have you been a dance captain? Never. I think it's a really hard job. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine, and especially I've if you always run you know out of the room when they you know when, uh, selected when, you know <laughs> those selections. But isn't it pretty much the choreographer who would select the dance captain? Of course, and and uh, and also I, uh, I I didn't work that long in, from in choruses of shows uh, to develop that kind of relationship that's that's required I think between a, a choreographer and his or her dance captain. Which right. you became a soloist pretty quickly, didn't you? Um, well, I, yeah. I mean, I, I certainly so. remember featuring you know, in fe featuring. Well, I mean, I was silly. I mean, I was a kid, and I said, okay, how to succeed. Now, I knew that I had to study. That's the point I was making. Right. I was a professional student. I really believe in it. All the money I made, all $160 after taxes, right. which was at 75 I put back into, I started studying acting. I didn't get this kind of training in Detroit, you know. Um, and they didn't have colleges then where, or schools like performing arts in these cities where you, they do now. But... I, I studied acting and I studied singing and everything because I knew that that if I was going to have a career that evolved from dancing in the chorus because I did want to do I, I always loved acting um, that I would have to really be prepared at these auditions and um, and just learn and I got very um, excited by being by absorbing watching these great masters put a show together, a, 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 an original show, a book musical together. And it was a very exciting process to be able to see this process and to see that even the greatest people made mistakes. Mm -hmm. It was very humbling for them as well. 
and that you persevered. So all these lessons you learn by being that lucky to be in a show and you know, and watch from the, the ground up. The on-the-job training part, right. part of it. And I, but I was silly to think that, you know, well, okay, I've done chorus. Now, I, I don't want to get labeled a chorus dancer because they might not give me a, a role if I audition. So this is my last chorus job. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, um, and so when Bob Fawcett called me for Pleasures and Palaces and, and Sweet Charity, I said, I'm sorry, I, I don't do chorus anymore. I, you know, <laughs> missed a couple of great opportunities. But... Um, but they were the right decisions at the time. They seemed to be. Yeah. But, but then, I, you know, 25 years later, we got together again. But yes, and I guess you can, um, I'm not putting myself down about that. I felt that was right at the time. But I, I think what I want to say to dancers is that um, just be a little more realistic. You, have, you need those hot air balloons, I call them. <laughs> you need to keep the hope, the dreams alive, and some of that audacity, you know, the, the, the omnipotence, maybe. But you but also have to be, yeah. The confidence. Com I mean, yes. I would think. I kept seeing myself. Faith in I, yourself. I felt that I, that those labels at that time seemed to be dangerous to me. Mm -hmm. Do you think um, they still are? I don't think so, no. I think it's changed, and, and I think that's good. And um, I think it's a, you can be very proud to be a dancer and to have to have a career as a dancer can be a wonderful thing to be proud of. It's the hard. I still think it's the hardest career, and um, it's heartbreaking, and it's you know it takes a lot of stress on your on your body. But I think if you really want it, I mean, you you separate people immediately because it takes such a, a desire and love to be a dancer that um, if you take care of yourself and, and keep studying and keep, you know, maintaining, you, you can have a long and wonderful career. It's interesting. I mean, certainly some of that goes with every, every, every role and, you know, and every job in the theater that you have to love it. But the fact that on top of all of that, your, your body really is your instrument and it mm -hmm. better be well-tuned. Right. And I do believe that um, you have to be able to do everything in musical theater. That's total theater to me. By every, I mean, it's, it was an ancient theater. You, right. you did everything. I mean, this is, is truly, I told you it's my soapbox, but it's, a it's good truly soapbox. total theater. I don't separate, um, you know, plays and musical book. It's theater. Well, that, that's, that's a very good, good mm -hmm. point And of good view. choreographers don't either. I mean, we talk, touched a little bit about, you know, Bob Fosse, picked people because of who they were as an individual because he really wanted, and Michael did too, he really wanted the dancers to, he wanted everyone to, to matter, not to be a kind of a, a line behind right, well. a star, but, but to really have something to say in a point of view. And every character, every person in the ensemble in that particular number had to have their own character and their own history where they were before they came on stage. And they were all different. They were not the same. Yeah. Which I have to say, I, I will never forget the first time I saw a chorus line at the public. And I knew nothing other than Michael was talented and I wanted to see this show. And when the, the curtain call starts and you realize after having introduced everybody as individuals. <laughs> no, just after having the whole point of the show, oh, she, yes. she suddenly says, and guys, this is what, you, this is what it right. is. You're all going to become anonymous. You know, and yeah. everybody's going to look alike. At that. And that that's why amazing? it has to be such a personal thing. It's a real yeah. personal love affair. Have you choreographed and directed? I, I tend to, whatever show I'm in. <laughs> so maybe I should do someday in a, 
in a real way. Um, I have choreographed. I, I, um, do you enjoy um, it? I, I do. I tried my first, like, I guess, musical show was um, uh, when I did uh, a show in London a few years ago. I did. I enjoyed it. But I'm not ready to make that commitment, I guess, full time. Um, wherever I can, you know, do in little ways, um, I, I choreograph things whenever I can, you know, that helps something out. But um, I and I love directing, you know. I mean, I, I see that someday. But I'm still too much of a, I guess, a performer in my spirit. I'm not ready to send a different message, I guess. What's the farthest out there acting job you've ever done that you thought, boy, this is the biggest, this is a stretch, but I'm going to do it? Well, one that I just did last year, I think we're going to do it again at, um, at Lucille Lortel's White Barn, the Comeback Little Sheba. Ah. It's a musical. It's a new musical. And um, that, was really, that was really a stretch in a way. And you enjoyed also, it? Also, I just did, um, I'm going to do that again, too. I did Gypsy. That was a stretch. Wow. That was a challenge. I have so much respect for Ethel Merman, I can't tell you. And she didn't dance at all, so you didn't. Well, get, you didn't. She, yeah, it was her. Yeah, it, but it was. Um, it's that's total theater that part, and I'll be doing it again too. So, that's the great thing is you can get, you know, yeah. do these things again. These especially these. Did did you did you get your first jobs dancing before you came to New York, New York, or did you come to New York and look for your first yes, Milliken I, when show? Yes, when I'm able to do these master classes <coughs> at schools and colleges around, um, I, I do tell everyone because the colleges now today, the caliber of teaching and, and the variety is for you know performing the performing arts is is quite wonderful. You know, I I say now don't be in such a rush to get to New York; it'll always be there. Make sure you get really good training. Good. If you have good teachers at home, it's cheaper. Right. <laughs> you can live at home. <laughs> and you know, and, and so when you come, you will be comp You will be ready. You can, you know, um, because I ran away at 15 because I joined this dance troupe. I mean, um, David Timar. I don't know if you, a, a name from the past, the dance company. It was quite a wonderful little. You know, we traveled in a U-Haul truck for $75 a week. That was my first job. Out of Detroit, or was he? Was yeah. He? No, he he um, directed shows at the Cass Theater. And I went with um, a, a friend of mine to, she said, one girl dancer. And would you come to, with, the, to, with me to the audition? And I, I was very intrigued. And I went, having no idea that I would audition at all. Didn't want to, really. Mm -hmm. Didn't think of it. Um, and then when we got there, she said, why don't you audition, too? And I said, well, I don't have any dance clothes. And she said, well, here's a, a leotard. And so I, and I got it. And we're still friends, by the way. Oh, good. <laughs> did she get it too, or did no? You? She didn't. Okay. They just needed one. <laughs> That's right. That's that. I got the equity card, and uh, I worked with the incredible people. And David Timar was the was the director, and uh, Betty White did uh, King and I, and uh, um, Jeanette McDonald did Bittersweet, and. Wow. Trying to think who else. It was quite so, a so you had a resume. By the time you came to New York, you had a little. Form, they called it Winterstock, and mm -hmm. the Cass Theater is no longer there. But so he called me uh, in my senior year to do this little dance troupe. You know, this six weeks through the South, one night stands, seventy-five dollars a week. Right. My big break. Right. But but hey. <laughs> and my parents said no, and I said, you know, please, it's my big break, and they said no. So without going into great. Story that I did write this in my one woman show, but uh, I, I tell the dancers this or, or the actors, I say, you know, I, I was lucky I came to New York because I had good training, I was able to get work because my parents reluctantly 
let me go and, and thought, they didn't support me, and they thought probably a little starve her out. You know, starve her for initial She'll get home. rid of out of her system mm -hmm. and come back home. And um, I didn't. I got how to succeed. And, and just by, by finding that there was an open call, or did you, did you have connections? Yeah, well, you read their trade paper. I think yeah. backstage was, is still, you know. It's still around. And, and there is a, um, you go to class and you, you hear about things. And, and uh, I was very young and, and kind of scared, but I developed this, you know, kind of defense mechanism, I guess. Um, and I was fueled by, I'll show them, you know. And so it gave me, and I had good training, so I felt very um, confident. But I was really scared, and I felt really out of my league in many ways. So when I tell this kind of romantic story, I make sure I, I um, also tell them that it was very difficult and very painful and very lonely. And um, it's scary. Did you ever, when you got th that first job, did you ever, there were, were there ever moments when you thought, oh, oh, it's, I'm a fraud, they're going to they're gonna discover that I'm not up to this? Or did you have an inner strength that said, I'm going to do this? I, like I say, I was fueled by, I'm going to do this. A survivor. But then when you are able to survive and you have the support and love of your family, and they know that you're going to be okay, because all they, they just cared about me, you know, right. they didn't, they were frightened for me. So well, they should have been. <laughs> uh, but, um, then when all that resolves itself, then what do you do? What fuels you, f fuels you then? You know, once you're, it's all okay, then you have to be very clear about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Right, and always think that. That's something you, you never lose. You never can lose, right? You have to know why you're doing, you know, and if you're not, if it's not about showing something, you know, it's, that's kind of a, a difficult thing to endure. That's very stressful, you know, and it's not totally realistic. So once I got the support and, and acceptance, then it was, I was freer to be me and to have real, a real outlook and, and real, really see objectives. Um, how, is there a sort of a normal period that a dancer can expect to have a, a dancing career? I know that's a question that has been dealt with before, but. Um, well, let's see. Or has as, as we, you know, we talk about these transitions that, you know, okay, so without being cute, I don't jump as high as I used to. <laughs> Who does? But, you know, so you have to make, it's like I, I, I think I, I appreciate my sensibility as a young dancer that I knew that to stay in this career, and I did love not just dancing, I loved all of musical theater. And I, I think I... Uh, understood that that's what, and I think most dancers today know that, that they will make transitions to have a long career. As a dancer, it's not so cut and dried. I remember years ago, there would be the dancers and then the singers, and the singers would always get, if they had one line or a crossover, remember crossovers? Right, right. Before they had computers? Right, right. Um, you, the, dan the, the singers would get the line because they could project. The dancers didn't sing that well and probably couldn't speak either, right, so right. they didn't get the line. So well, you were overjoyed if you got a line, you know. Right. Um, so, but those separations aren't like that as much anymore. The triple threats. Well, the, the separation of, of right. dancers and no, singers. But now and you have to do. You have to do everything, you know. Even in those old-fashioned revivals and the book shows, you have to, you know, you just have to do everything, and hopefully your career can go from from dancing, singing, acting, and and you know, as, if you can walk, you can dance. That's right. my credo. If you can talk, you can sing. Okay. And, um, and I need some of those hot balloons, too, to keep me up a little, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't want to be in denial about it, but I have to be realistic. But um, 
it's, you have to respect. I mean, Gwen Verdon said to me, a dancer dies twice. And that's very true. Wow. And I thought, it scared me. And I went, I don't want to die twice. I don't right. want to die once. <laughs> but I certainly don't want to die twice. So, so how can I go through that, you know, let these things go, but keep, you know, gain other things and, and, and keep dancing as long as I can? And I just think that common sense, you, you do take care of yourself. You go to class. And but discipline a, also. You have to have a discipline mm -hmm. about, your, about yourself and your career and your life, I would And imagine. also, you know, if they're not writing shows for dancers, and they don't, really, mm -hmm. um, then you have to go out. This is another important aspect that I would tell any student today, theater student. Go out, read everything, option things, option ideas, um, develop your own, start writing, develop your own projects so that you can keep dancing and singing and acting. Don't sit around and wait for someone to do it for you. There aren't as many shows anymore that, that do that. I mean, in the 60s and 70s, you could go from um, Michael Bennett to Bob Fosse to Joe Layton, you know, uh, every year. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that's how it happened, but, you know. Well, it did. <laughs> it, it doesn't anymore. And, you know, you have to make decisions about what you want to do. You know, there are dancers that um, there's nothing wrong with being a gypsy and going from show to show. You, you dancers get married, have children, send their children off to, you know, performing arts school, right. you know, and, and they, they're going from show to show, but they, they last so much longer. Where, where did the, you mentioned being a gypsy. Where did the, 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 the notion of dan dancers are gypsies, right? Is that pretty much? Yes, well, I guess going from show to show, but there is a specific, see, now you've piqued my curiosity. I did hear about that there, it originated in a very specific way. And then there's the That's a question for the audience. Maybe the, the gypsy, right. And the gypsy <laughs> robe, right, which is a, which oh. is a wonderful tradition, I know. That, yes, that it's quite an honor. To get to wear it? Or, I mean, isn't to, it? To get, I received it and, uh, and passed it on. And, and, uh, and when is it? Now there's three or that's in the Smithsonian. There was a. Um, and what, what's the tradition of the, of the gypsy robe? Oh, gosh. I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm going to forget things. Well, I mean, you, you, it's passed on. The, uh, I guess it started when, when dancers did go from show to show, and the, and the most, you know, the oldest or the person who'd done the most shows, I think the most shows, shows. I suppose the oldest, <laughs> um, would get the, the robe uh, or someone who, and if I got it, perhaps I would, I would select someone in, in the next show that opened on Broadway. With, the, with an ensemble of. Yeah, so that, that robe was going. Going places, around. You know? <laughs> um, and, and then you would have to go at half hour to that show. You'd bring the robe, and, you'd, and everyone would gather on stage, the whole cast. Opening night, this is Opening right. Opening night, and you walk around the circle three times. It's a tradition. And then you, um, the, the ceremony ends when you pass on the robe, and you wish everybody good luck, and everyone applauds and cheers, and, and it's all part of that opening night. Excitement. I think that's. I think it's great that theater has those kind of traditions. And oh, by the way, the important thing is that the robe, of course, has um, souvenirs or, <laughs> or things that you know are either made or sewn on by you know the person or, or the cast members, so that each show is represented by these some beautiful artwork. Oh, I think that that's great. I want to go back to something that you, that you, you said earlier. You, you said that people aren't writing shows for dancers anymore. Um, ha have you ever had a show written for you? Chorus line. Well, that's, you know. Yeah, but I mean, and, and I, th I think early on, Michael Bennett thought that he could change the face of, in a way, in terms of the workshop and, 
and original shows and dancing shows and and a way to do them mm -hmm. more than than anything and um, didn't quite happen that way, you know. Well, but it happened for that show, but pe it, people it inspired other shows. But but it happened for that show. But you just it, it's too difficult to do yeah. that, you know. Month month after month, you know. I loved it, you know, making fifty dollars a week. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Working on something that you really, you know, that was so wonderful. But it was it was hard, you know. But do you do you think that dancers should stay in touch with with writers who are writing shows now and and and. Cause it, cause it's always been the, the, the singing, you know, leading lady. But never the de there's been a few that, that, that create the demand. Mm -hmm. um, and until it goes back to a star creating the demand, you know, it, it's, you have to invent and, and, and network, yes, with people. Um, because everyone's in the same boat if you're trying to create new theater, you know. Do, do writers come to your classes at HB, or is it pretty much only actors? Um, no, it's every, everybody. Everybody. I encourage people to, to start writing. You know, just write and, and read everything. And with no um, objective other than you, you start stimulating your, I mean, the objective is to, so that one can stimulate their own imagination and their creativity. There's, it's different. Your creative energy is different when you think in an artful way as opposed to thinking ab about, um, I'm trying to think, what we were talking about steps as opposed right. to what do these steps mean. Right. And using music and all that, it, it's a different kind of energy that you use. And um, once you start being creative, it's amazing where it will take you. So it, it's, it's, I just try to get people into that discipline of, of just doing it and just see what happens. Don't, don't expect anything. Well, it is obviously a collaborative world, so do you, I mean, do oh, yeah. and so you have to. And that's true, it, musical theater. It's it's collaborative, and um, because in, in a funny way, auditioning is such a singular thing. I would imagine for a performer to learn the discipline of going in that room with, uh, with facing that phalanx of people or being part of a dance combination. Right, right, you know, so right. So that's the kind of the, the, the difference between certain singular things and then certain collaborative. You things. know, the hardest thing in an audition. I'm just going to say this because I don't forget. Um, is it's, a, it's something I just haven't learned myself yet, but, but you have to go in with your heart open and, and everything, you have to be, put everything out there. And then you have to walk away and not think about it and not take it personally when you don't get it. It's, it's heartbreaking if you do, you know, it's just, it, 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 you can't be reactive. And it's really hard, and so we do a lot of talking about um, how you have to go in and have that that, uh, that confidence and that belief system and support system, not just uh, being alone, but have a, a group of people. Uh, Grover Dale did something wonderful in Los Angeles with the dancers out there. I was privy to some workshops. He started some um, support groups. It's highly ca competitive, you know, when there aren't that many jobs, but, but it just, everybody started you know, helping their friends, and if they couldn't do a job, they'd call somebody. But you, you you, you talk about auditions and working for certain choreographers and how to be prepared, how, how do you have to look good, the basic things that you have to go in and make a good impression and be prepared. Do you sometimes get, get um, different opinions as to what you should do for an audition? And you get confused because somebody says, do it very plain. Some people say, take a real bold step, or is that Yeah, a yeah, it's all that. And don't look at them. Don't look, look them in the eye. And don't do a song written look by the Look over their head, right? But I do don't think those 
I think you can get really confused and um, inhibited with those rules. I think you have to take each thing as it, as it comes and think, what can I, if this part is right for me, what can I offer this? What is right for this? Which song? Um, what is my point of view? What, what can I bring? What, what connects with me in a real way, in a truthful way? And bring that to bear as much as you can, if it means singing this song. I mean, if they say, don't do this, and don't, you don't. You right, don't, don't. But you have to go in and do um, what shows you off best and wear what makes you look good and, and be, you know, uh, there was one thing I wanted that I thought of. Oh, this was something that it's a clue. It's fear. I would go and um, work on a song for an audition. And I'm not the only one that's done this. That's why I'm, I'm using it. Um, and I would, at the last minute, I would change my mind and think, no, I, I, I got to do this song. And my accompanist would say, but you don't know that as well. I know, but I think this is right. Well, it's fear coming up and, and anxiety and, and you're so that you you can always say, well, I didn't know that song as well. In mm -hmm. other words, you have to be prepared so that you can go out and give 100% in the right way and then have the courage and fortitude to walk away and say, I gave it my all. I gave it my best. And that's it. That's all I can do. I don't look like someone's aunt. <laughs> you know, maybe they were, you know, hired someone who, for whatever subliminal reasons, I've been on the other side. And you never know, and, you, and these, these people come in, and, and you want them to just relax and be confident. Try as Try hard as they can. No, absolutely. And enjoy themselves. It's ho awful. I, well, and I know, you know, <laughs> having sat occasionally in that room, and it's... It don't is, you suffer for people? Oh, they I come do. in, and they're so, they want it so much, and... And also, the, I mean, the, the thing that I observed fairly recently, which I thought was amazing, is an actor who came in and absolutely took over the room. I mean, that's a dangerous thing to do, but, but he was in control. Well, it's all, it can he be had, threatening to a director, you know? <laughs> it's like you want... He had Trevor Nunn and Cameron McIntosh in the palm of his hands, and I thought, wow, that's going at some distance. Um, obviously, uh, I would imagine you would recommend that any dancer or, or, or an actor should seek out whatever courses or classes you know, can help them with things like auditions. Are there other things that you think they should also seek out other classes? Um, you know, the best class is just experience. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. And, and, uh, and you, you learn a lot that way. And have, you know, you, I think support groups are really wonderful and to have friends. And, and you need that. I think you need that. I would also imagine if you take a job that you regret, you would need your support group. I mean, yeah. if you're into something and you thought you... You, you know, you, you have to work hard at turning any bad situation into something good. And how do you do that? You be creative, you know. You, 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 or else at a certain point, if you are really compromised, we have a union, you know, that's pretty good, that will listen. And, is and it you, if you're too compromised, then you have an agent and you have to find a way to get out. You, you know, at what point you, you Stand up for compromise, yourself. yes, <clears throat> that's a very individual thing. And the union is Actors' Equity, or is there another? Is there a dancers? Well, the the director, the the SSD is, um, right, the is for choreographers, but Equity, yes. Well, 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 they have great people who will listen and and give advice, and and Equity also has uh, um, <clears throat> wonderful programs 
for dancers and health programs. The free clinic is, is something that I never had when I was um, growing up in New York. So, the, so you, you feel that there, there are a lot of support groups and a lot of, a lot of specific uh, support yes. things now. Yeah. Good, so seek, seek And seek we need that more than <laughs> ever now. Do you, do you find situations where, where you will sense something's wrong in a, in a, in a, in a show that, that you, you'll be in, you know, that, that either um, a director or choreographer needs a little talking to and it's sort of not within your direct purview, but you think mm -hmm. that it, you might just take that person aside sometimes? Or do you sort of let yeah, it go? Yeah, that's a mistake. I did that. That's a mistake because then you get involved in a way that you just, you know. Shouldn't it? Right. Then you have to be responsible for things that start bouncing off the wall. And, um, but I do remember um, there was a, a company of actors who were fantastic and we were all very professional. You have to be. Otherwise, it's too, it, it, it's, it's undoable. Um, when, when in trouble, go to your p professional ethic, you know, and uh, we all, um, th there's too many personalities, but I remember a group of, of uh, a company of actors got together and we challenged, before we went to equity, thought we'd take it this way, we challenged the director. As a group? As a group. And we said, we can't do it this way. We, we do not like your choices. And we have one day and we're going to, and we, I've never seen it before, probably never will again. It was painful, but we all gathered together, and as a group, as a committee, we restaged the whole opening of the show. And this was not Broadway, right. of course, but um, but but I don't think it could have been could have been done if we didn't all come together as a group. And uh, we were all very. Were you successful with that? We did it. We got problem? on, and, we, and, and it wasn't embarrassing. Yeah. We, we did it, but it was very painful. And, you, and I thought to myself, I've never had that situation before. At what point do I say, I quit, I leave? You know, because I was, I was raised in an era where the show must go on and, you, and, and that Calvinistic background also mm -hmm. from my family and religious training. You, you start something and you <laughs> stick with it. I think that's I a lesson that, that, uh, that you can't say enough <laughs> in, the, in this day and age especially, I think. Right. Um, w when dancers and actors decide that, that their careers uh, are available to them? Um, well, over the years, a lot of people have made transitions into physical therapy. Having dancers. come from the other <laughs> side. <laughs> yeah, you start learning a lot and then you continue your education. Uh, that's happened a lot. Of, and um, there's a wonderful organization started by Cynthia Gregory, uh, a Career transition, transition for Dancers, you know. They've done some wonderful things. Um, in helping, uh, enabling dancers to go on to further education in other ways, um, becoming, you know, working in computers or, or design for the theater or, you know, well, I, I so many different things. And I love the people who stay in the theater. I mean, because I think there are, there are people, I'm sure, who, who get to the point for whatever reason they say, either they, they lose the love and, yes. and the, the, the balloon, the hot air balloon, goes to, falls to the ground, and they, they decided to do something right. else. I m bumped into a dancer I, I, I started with years ago, and I said, what are you doing now? You know, are you Oh, no, no, I'm a dresser over at this show. There, you know. And she has a whole, another career, but she's with, you know, the, the thing that she loves. And are, she's are, doing theater. Are there good young choreographers, do, do you feel? Yes, there are. Oh, good. We, we had a um, 
tragic loss um, prematurely of too many choreographers. And I always felt there was a, well, you never know, but the, there, was a, there was a natural contour, bridging from generation to generation, because musical theater, theater is living. And you pass it on. That's what we do. If we can pass it on through te television and film, that's great. It reaches more people. But it's, but it's, live. it's live. It's a living organism. And I felt uh, that a tragedy for, um, for all of us was that we lost a certain one era moving into, you know, uh, going into another era and influencing. And was that, was that be mainly because of some premature deaths or just because so. the style changed or something? I think it was that and, I, and I, 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 a lot of things. And I yeah. think style too, you know, times change things. But there are too many young dancers who don't know what, you know, don't have the references. And, and the barometer was, for a while, the bar was lowered. I, I, I would work in companies and I was appalled at the discipline or lack of it. And I thought, my God, you could never get away with that. And, yeah. You know? <laughs> and that's like, and it reminded me of, you know, like young children when they push the, the, the boundaries, when they're in their twos and threes. And they're rebellious, and they're right. you know what I mean. They're, they're so desperately needy of discipline or right. s uh, support, security, you know, through knowing you know right, where, right. where to go, what to do, and so that bothered me for a while. But I but over but in the last few years, I mean, just the other day, I went to see Thoroughly Modern Millie. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? I haven't. I haven't. So charming, so delightful. And Rob Ashford is the choreographer. Right. I think he might have assisted Graziella. And Kathleen, I know. He's worked with Kathleen yes, Marshall. Yes, maybe that's it. You see, so these people, there's a way of, again, passing it on, being mentors, working, experience teaches. And he's very, he did some wonderful things. Oh. Dance is metaphor, just clever. And it's very hard to create a whole dance number for a, a group, an ensemble, and have it be so specific and funny. I also remember you saying at one point to me how Michael Bennett could, would decide which bar on the music in a dance number he wanted the audience to start applauding. Mm -hmm. And I remember when you said that to me, I, th I thought to myself, boy, you can't start a dance deciding that. That comes at a level of such expertise that, and you, you know, it's got to be cooking by that point and then, you know, right, right. there's the one. Right. And, and you the, use your own instinct, and, your own timer, you know. And listen to the audience and see what they have to, have, have to say. Mm -hmm. Do you think, generally speaking, that the, the, the rules apply equally to, I'll use the words, men and women dancers, boys and girls, in terms um, of transitions and, and timing oh yes, and careers and stuff? Oh, yes, I think so, because it's, it's, it's a human thing we're talking about, you know? It's Everyone's individual talent, but as a, as a group, you have to have, you know, their... It's interesting that there are, there are, historically in the American musical theater, there are women choreographers and men choreographers, and there seem to have been, I don't know if equal numbers, but certainly there have been, you know, men well, and yes, women. Yes, it all is. Way. That's right. I didn't think of that, but you're right. I mean, Agnes DeMille was a, was a major force, right. you know, before. Right, White when I was yeah. growing up. Right. And Susan Stroman today and stuff right. like that. It was and usually the exception, but now it's, it's, I think it's, yeah, a lot better. Is there any sort of overall advice that, that, that you would give to, to people who, who, who have the fire burning in them and they decide they want to be dancers? Uh, any advice that you, you would give? Or what, what advice would you give? Well, just do it. Just go for it. Just do it. Keep those, those dreams alive. Any know? things to avoid? Any, any oh, gosh. Um, 
I, I just think that I, 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 would, I would focus on the positive things and being very, and, and really the fundamental things that you need, the, the requirements, being re realistic. You have to have the training. You have to go where the right help is, all, you know. And, and keep training. You had said earlier that you have to keep, if, if, if a tap show comes up, you have to tra you keep the training going. Expand your thinking and your, your um, ability, yeah. Your Always training. be a student. Continue. Yeah, I think you have to. And, uh, and, and, and keep, and, and, and a most important thing is to really take care of yourself. Learn about health. I, I didn't when I was younger. Um, you have, there's a lot of information out there. It can be confusing, but I think it's really important to, to talk to your friends about diet and, and if, you know, and, and make sure that you're getting the right, um, you know, uh, food and, and vitamins and just taking care of yourself. I, also, I love the way you talk about the community. It, 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 makes, it makes one, you know, feel that there is a real community of people and you have to, you should use the community and, and be a part of the community. Yes, yeah. And, and learn from each other and, and uh, you know. Oh, yes, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I have to say, I think, you know, y your career is a, is a remarkable model, and, it, and if anybody can, you know, can come anywhere near what you have accomplished, they'll be, oh, they'll be doing you, well. Ted. well. We could go on forever. I'm, I'm still doing, you know, I mean, I'm still struggling. I'm still going to class. And <laughs> yes, and I was just two days ago, it, two days know? ago, someone said, you think Donna McKechnie could play this part? And I said, yes, I think she probably absolutely could. Oh, Anyway, good, thank th you. this has been great. Thank My you. Pleasure. Uh, we've been talking with Donna McKechnie, dancer, singer, actor. For the American Theatre Wing, I'm Ted Chapin. The American Theatre Wing's Guide to Careers in the Theatre is a project of the American Theatre Wing and the New York Public Library's Billy Rose Theatre Collection, Theatre on Film and Tape Archive.